Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody, and as always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Buenos! Buenos! Welcome back to the show, everybody. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. It helps us out a ton. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdswithfriends. Let us know that you love the show. We love to hear it. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the newest magic set, Magic the Gathering, that is, to hit the market the wilds of Eldraine um, and how, you know, pricing of magic cards has gotten a little ridiculous lately. So um, if you're into magic at all or any of the trading card games, you know, definitely be a show for you. Before we do that, let's start the show as we always do with some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, what's your nerdy confession? So my nerdy confession is, as Cody knows, I started playing a lot more of Diablo. leveling up um my barbarian is starting to finally feel like a barbarian versus before in the beginning um very much squishy it's like the squishiest barbarian ever to exist but now uh with the berserks is starting to add some pretty cool i didn't do when me and cody were playing yesterday i changed my whole setup but i had some pretty nice setups with berserk where i was like kind of continuously berserking uh yeah. which is dope and now i've been getting some pretty good upgrades but <laughs> the confession is like even though he's starting now to feel great and fun i'm kind of itching to start a necromancer <laughs> <laughs> just because i feel like the story of this one is very necromancer heavy sure uh, and, a lot of demons and undead and stuff like that you know but not only that but um what's her name um Love. Lilith's son is a necromancer, and like at least there's a big chunk of the story that's very much about him. So it's like, oh, I wonder what the story would be like playing as a necromancer. It'll probably because there's some cuts, not cutscenes, but there's some parts where on the map where you go to, and it's all barbarian, it's all druid, Mm -hmm. or um, I don't know about the rogue stuff, but I've only played as the druid and the barbarian. So there's like different locations on the map that's like, oh, that's the village or the area where that you know tribe is from and you have missions there it's like, oh i wonder what what stuff there is for the necromancer right um, plus you always see you know who the necromancer is in the game because you see him rolling with like 15 like skeletons yeah, yeah whenever them. you see a necromancer it's like oh here's all the skeletons yeah one thing i will say about the necromancer because my friend david's playing one right now the the minions lose their like effectiveness later in the game like so once you get to like level 55 60 like the you go into a boss fight and the minions just die instantly so like later in the game 
most of the time you have to change to like a more of a weapon based yeah spell based kind of build but yeah it's fun man like i will say that because i'm playing a druid right now and it took it took a long time for that character to feel good um and once i got to like 50 55 or so then it started to really like really work you know and it started to feel powerful and you know and now you know you, you see that you see my druid just going in and just fucking curb stomping people which is uh, crazy the way you play him like that was the first character i made and i never used any of the earth stuff it was yeah. always to me one of the weakest things it was always the wind or the lightning or uh the werewolf outside of that i never really did too much yeah outside. so so the way one thing that's kind of cool that i've enjoyed playing this druid is you can kind of you can kind of build it so that all your bear skills are also earth skills and like all your earth skills are also bear skills so you're like doubling up on these bonuses and so like you know in the game of diablo you know when you hit someone it shows you how much damage you do you know, it shows how much damage is coming off. I've gotten, I've gotten a couple that are like eight hundred thousand damage, like yes. crits and stuff. You know, so it feels really good when that stuff's popping off. But yeah, for like for the first like I don't know forty five fifty levels, I was like, dude, like this druid class just sucks. <laughs> and then, but once you kind of like once you unlock some of the higher level stuff you start putting together the gear that complements it right it, it starts like working and i think that's that's a fun part of diablo where like when i played sorcerer from the beginning you know like i might not have been the toughest character out there but it always felt fairly powerful like you could do cool powerful spells and stuff um i never felt like i was like just getting stomped on by things that were my level you know so yeah, it's interesting how all the classes feel kind of different that way. So, but yeah. yeah well, I mean, your sorcerer always been crazy. We're like, when we've gone into, well, now the, the bosses that were destroying us when you were the sorcerer, like now with the druid is like easy work. But like, you would always outlast all of us, even as the yeah. sorcerer. Yeah. So like in with the sorcerer, because they're kind of squishy, I would... I had a lot of defensive skills on. So I could just continuously do my it was based around like one basic spell. Um, I forget what it was called, like ice shards or something like that. It was based a, along that one spell. Everything else was designed to like keep me alive essentially. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a different play style for sure. And I think a lot of people sleep on defensive skills um, because everyone, you know, you want more powerful spells and abilities, right? You know, you want to throw fireballs, you want to throw lightning, but like you don't, you know, don't sleep on the defensive skills because staying alive means you get to throw more fireballs and stuff. So I think it's important to have have that as well, you know. Um, my nerdy confession, um, and we'll probably talk more about this once you start playing. Um, but I've started playing the game Starfield by Bethesda Studios, um, which is you know the the makers of Fallout and. Um, uh, Skyrim and all that kind of stuff and I'll be you know the main part of my nerdy confession here is that I'm not a big Bethesda fan and I know that's kind of weird because a lot of people are like oh my god Bethesda Studios are so sick Fallout ugh. but like I did not like Fallout like I thought the combat just felt awful um, the world is cool like the world and the story is cool 
but the the combat just always sucked to me for sure and then same thing with elden elden uh or elder scrolls we'll say the elden ring <laughs> with uh elder scrolls um it was like it was kind of interesting having like this like first person sword and sorcery you know game um but it just never felt that good to me like it like it felt awkward and clunky and so far starfield is pretty cool like the space um space travel is really nice you know i just got a new ship which is super sick um all the guns feel new and different kind of thing so so far i'm really enjoying it um and it's uh it's very interesting to to like to come into this you know bethesda universe essentially and actually being enjoying myself kind of thing so we'll probably do a whole episode on it once once you start playing it because i'm interested to see how you feel about it but it just you know it's just another one of those uh like 2000 you know 23 is the year of gigantic awesome games you know and i just don't have enough time in the day to play all of them you know so now, you know, now I'm playing some Starfield, I'm still playing Diablo because I still haven't reached level 100 on any of my characters or anything. Um, and there's Legend of Zelda, which I never beat. There's uh, a Jedi Survivor that I never beat. And I feel like I'm free- Oh, and Baldur's Gate is another like super long in-depth RPG. It's like, God, there's it's a good problem to have where there's just too many awesome good games that are just huge though you know um it's like give me give me a fucking you know uh uncharted or something where i can just like roll through it in like you know 15 hours and be done with it (laughs) you know it's uh it's a good problem to have i i suppose yeah i rather have the problem we're having is just not finish a game rather than yeah uh... and i mean we'll get there we'll get there eventually you know where it's just like like I'll go back to Zelda eventually and play it. And then it'll be like, cool. I have a whole new Zelda game to play. Um, or, you know, same thing with Baldur's Gate and stuff. Eventually I'll beat it and it'll be like, Oh, cool. I finally made it through, but it's just like, man, you, you want to play the new cool, cool game on the, on the scene. And it's just like, Oh, there's so many of them, but can't complain. I can't complain. It's a good, good problem to have. You know, I feel like with COVID, there was some lean months there where there was like nothing coming out and like all the games kind of got pushed back. And I think maybe we're finally seeing where all the things that were like delayed from COVID are now like dropping in and kind of thing. So it's exciting times for sure. All right. We're going to take a quick little break for a word from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking all about magic, the gatherings, newest set wilds of L drain. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
and we're back so magic the gathering um i know not everyone is a fan of it but every you know when they release have a new release they're called it's called a new set and you know there's themed ones all the time there's different planes that they go to um and you know lord of the rings famously was the last big set that had like a an actual theme to it um and now the newest one is wilds of eldraine and i gotta say um at least from a pricing standpoint it felt really good to get back to somewhere within reality you know what i mean um i feel like the past several sets have been so expensive so to give a little context right um the lord of the rings set you know um and all these prices are based off of versus games which is our my local san francisco uh game store uh if you need any card game stuff definitely go check those guys out they're awesome they're all super nice there um but to give you some context a Lord of the Rings set booster box, which is, you know, the box of booster card, you know, booster packs is $169.99. Now this is, you know, months after it's come out. Okay. $170 for a box. Then they did a commander master set. And and when you, we talk about masters sets in magic, those are reprint sets. Uh, so cards that have, you know, historically been very high priced because they're very powerful, very sought after. Um, every once in a while, Magic will reprint them and then it drives prices down a little bit, but gives more people more access to those cards, which is which is good because like, you know, paying $130 for a piece of cardboard because you want a jeweled lotus doesn't feel super good. Um, and so, give, you know, by infusing some of these reprints into the marketplace, it kind of helps settle those prices down, which is nice. But Commander Masters, they know that there's valuable um, reprints in there. So a set booster box for them was 130 or $367. That's that's why I stumbled over my words there because it's an insane <laughs> amount of money. So, um, and I believe... You know, I think normally in a box of cards, they give you 36 packs, I think it is. Um, and this one, I think, was like 24 packs. So it's even less cards um, in the boosters for $366, um, which is insane. Insane. Um, you know, collector's boosters boxes are the boxes that normally, like, um, you know, they have the the rarer cards and stuff in them, you know, like the... Uh, you know the, the all the foil treatments and things like that and like a normal a normal um you know collector's booster box has is you know somewhere around 200 bucks you know and the the uh but it's for 12 cards generally right or 12 packs i should say so you know less packs but higher quality cards in there more expensive the collector's edition for um commander masters it's $220, but for four packs. Four. 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 Packs. So $55 a pack. And like that's that's not counting if you wanted to buy them separately. Like if you just want to buy a single pack, it's probably around 60 bucks or something like that. I think it was 80. It was $80? Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
so crazy um yeah so that that's a long-winded way of bringing us into the wilds of eldraine um, which is the newest set for magic and it's a like a fairy tale themed set essentially so it's on the plain of eldraine um where fairy tales are you know come to life kind of thing so there's like there's gingerbread men there's you know candy people there's um mother goose and and red riding hoods and shit like that what i I love about this set is uh they have some cool food stuff that i want to bring into my hobbit deck absolutely they they did like some horror themed which i love horror but they did a lot of horror themed stuff for the food like uh Instead of a, a cream puff, it was called a scream puff. Scream puff, yeah. I got one of those. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then it was a, a mint, it was mint something. It was like a minstrosity. And there was like there was a whole bunch of stuff. And then there's um the um the the gentleman who makes the gingerbread man, they made him into a food artificer. So like he makes like ginger he makes food tokens, but they turn into ginger ginger men and they can attack. So all your yeah. food tokens can attack. So there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of creative, cool stuff that they do with it. Right, them. right. And they did a new uh, mechanic in this set where it's like token rolls. auras or rolls, yeah. Where basically they're they're you know they're kind of like enchantments in the regular set, but they're temp they're not temporary. They're they're created, so they're not maybe maybe not as powerful as an actual card, but they give you some buffs and stuff, and you can put them on multiple people, which is pretty cool. But what's what's really cool about this set is you go into the store, um, like like a versus games, if you will, um, in San Francisco, and it's $120 for a full set booster box, which feels real good to get <laughs> get back to normal pricing on these things. Cause man, it's like you gotta take out a loan to buy some of these fucking other products, and it feels real good. Like, and one one of the things, um, one of the things I do with uh, th- this one particular store is they have what's called a Dreadnought member membership where you pay monthly. It's like, I don't know, 20 bucks a month or something. And you get discounted prices on all the cards. So for me, a set booster box is a hundred bucks instead of 120. So you buy one and you know, you get uh, paid for, for the month. And then a draft booster box, which is boosters, booster cards that are designed for the draft format where you you know pick a card and pass the pack around until everyone builds the deck out of that it's only 65 bucks so like that feels real good after this real expensive um time we've been having in magic did it feel good for you when you went and bought a bunch of, of shit oh yeah so we we got a it? we got a booster box we got the two commanders we got a bundle um and all of it was like 300 bucks and it's like which would have been for Lord of the Rings, not even one collector's box. Right. And right. it and so it wouldn't even have covered that and it would have been much less packs to open. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's it, it it's it sparked this argument in the magic community where you know people are wondering like, is this fair of Wizards of the Coast? Right. Cause when Magic first came out, and like we're fairly new magic players like me especially because i know you played previously a little bit um but like you know we've been into this for like a year basically um and back when magic originally came out there was just 
there was just magic booster packs. They all cost the same amount of money. The boxes cost the same amount of money. And every year they just, they had newer cards that cost the same. Now, some cards on the secondary market became more expensive because they were valuable and rare and whatnot. You know, the Black Lotus being the most famous of those. Um, but then, you know, now it seems like Wizards of the Coast um, and by proxy, you know, Hasbro, because they own Wizards of the Coast, it seems to me like they are trying to get some of that secondary market pricing for themselves when it costs them the same amount of money to produce these cards. You know, it's like uh, I watched a YouTube video. I can't recall the channel's name, so apologies. Um, but they kind of broke down one of, one of the printing companies that Magic uses to print the cards broke down like what their you know pricing would be and it's like a penny a card or something like that right and you know like don't get me wrong i understand they have to make money but when you're charging this much for you know we could i'm sure we could break down what that you know commander masters uh you know set or collector set costs you know and like i understand that you know, foiling cards cost different and, you know, whatnot. But let's take a look at this. Um, the so I, can, I can understand why the Lord of the Rings, like paying licenses sure. and all this, like kind of yeah. makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and, and those ones make sense to me too. You know, Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, Doctor Who's coming out sometime this year as well. You know, um, that makes sense to me that paying those other intellectual properties should cost more that's okay like lord of the rings i had no problem with the pricing on it sure like I, would i like it cheaper yes of course but i understand why right because it's a property that they do not own that that they have to pay you know the token estate or what have you um but like commander masters yeah. Well, they have um, to pay their own licensing fees, you know. They got yeah, they got to pay themselves. So I just broke down for the two hundred twenty dollar Commander Masters Collector Booster Pack or Booster Box. It comes out on average of three dollars and sixty six cents per card. So that's buying it retail at, in a box, right? Which is supposed to be the cheapest way of getting you know packs, and three dollars and sixty six. Uh, cents per card when you know those cards cost around a penny you know or even two pennies to print each card that's crazy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's, and, and it's just like i just don't un understand like and it, i know that they did some new art for some of the cards but a lot of them they just repeated the art so it's like they didn't even have to hire a new artist and i'm actually curious to how much an artist gets paid and i doubt they get royalties you know like it's right. probably a flat fee um but i'm sure that they get played on, on the what they get paid for the artwork right right yeah i i would be interested um i know there's been some talks about that's that's why some cards are on the reserve list um which the reserve list in magic is a list of cards that will never be reprinted you know black lotus i think is on there um and so are the Moxon, I believe, a lot of the Mox, original Moxon. And um, part of the reasoning was because in the early days, they they had these very loosey-goosey contracts with the artists, and they don't want to have to go and repay them 
more for every card that they reprint kind of thing. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's just something I've heard. But yeah, it's 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 crazy how expensive like the recent sets have been. And I hope I hope that with all the negative press that the Commander Master set got, that hopefully that Wizards will take that into account and maybe not push the envelope so hard. And I get it. It's a special set. It's got some really banger cards in there. Um, but it's like it's you've got to make this approachable for your fan base as well you know what i mean like it feels bad like it felt bad for me not to be able to go out and buy a box like i just didn't have 335 dollars to drop on this fucking thing <laughs> or 200 dollars to drop on four packs you know what i mean it just or at least for that kind of money like they should guarantee you like some yes you some, know like, the demonic yeah. tutor or like yeah i don't remember the other big ones that were in there there is there's so many jewel lotus was the big yeah. one you know that's like a 120 dollar card or whatever um yeah man it just and like if you're going to charge that much these shouldn't be normal packs there should be no um for for the uninitiated i should say in a pack a booster pack of magic cards there's rarities of cards there's common uncommon rare and mythic rare mythic rare being the highest the chase cards and whatnot um and so in a pack like that costs that much money when we're talking like you know 65 dollars a pack or whatever it was for these commander masters there should be no common cards in there you know what i mean there should be they should all be fucking rares or above for that kind of money and it's like you know it feels bad to open a pack that's that's cost that much money and not be guaranteed that much value in cardboard. You know, one of the things we do when whenever we buy packs, we scan our cards into a a a, a, a card tracker app um, that gives you the value of the cards and tracks all of the cards you own. Right. So I I use Mana Box. Um, do you do you use Mana Box? You use Hellvolt. No, Hellvolt. Hellvolt. I might be switching back to Hellvolt. You know, Mana Box is cool, but the scanner fucking sucks um but anyway you know it's part of the reason we're looking for the value of the cards is not necessarily that we're going to sell them but it it feels good to know that when you buy a five dollar pack there's at least five dollar of value in there you know or if you buy a hundred dollar box there's at least a hundred dollars of value it like kind of reinforces and reassures you that like i didn't just waste a bunch of money on this so when you have these exceedingly high priced products where you're not guaranteed to like make your value back. It feels bad. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about the pricing of, of these most recent? Well, it's definitely better about these new ones. <laughs> and particularly cause I got a doubling season and um, I actually really enjoy all the artwork that's uh, in this set. Some of it is very much like the Lord of the Rings, the 2d flat illustration, mm -hmm. which is cool. But um, I really like the tokens that they have in here. It's very much medieval, like tapestry art, which is yes, it's great. Even like the three three beasts, I like. I I've never been excited to get tokens in a deck, but I would get a three three beast, and I was like, I love the artwork so much. I was like, yes, I got another one of these, and like I don't even have three three beast card or like, I don't really have a a deck that would I would use it in. 
but right. it's just the artwork was was pretty cool on it so for the artwork and the cards are okay i mean i got doubling season so i can't complain yeah but there's a whole lot of uh, doubling season for for the uninitiated it basically doubles any tokens that you make and doubles any counters that you make like plus one plus one counters or whatever and it's like a i think it's like a 40 50 card kind of thing so that this feels one, good when you pull this on. one's 40 although i was selling cody off yeah there's a there's an anime one let me see if i can find it that i think it was like 200 or 300 bucks um which obviously i didn't get <laughs> but that's I mean, okay. yeah that's okay you know it's it feels good to pull an expensive card out of a pack, you know, um, even if it's not like the most expensive version or whatever, that's fine. Um, it just, it's like, it, it kind of reassures you like, Ooh, it's like winning a little jackpot on a slot machine. Cause it is at the end of the day, it's, it's gambling. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's just like, it feels good um, to be pulling you know, to not spending a crazy, crazy amount of money um, and to be, you know, enjoying these cards again at a uh, at a decent, you know, price kind of thing. But yeah, man, it's 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 been a rough like. Yeah, but the artwork has been great. I mean, the artwork alone has been really yeah. cool. Yeah, Wazel Drain, artwork is cool. The mechanics are cool. I'm excited to play some of these cards and put some of these cards in, in decks of mine. Um, I think that, you know, it's it's definitely a fun set, you know, with all the, uh, you know, the fairy tale type stuff and seeing like their their take on certain fairy tales. Like they don't straight up call like the card Red Riding Hood, um, but it's like, it was like something like Crimson Woods Woman or something like that. And it, I actually love that. <laughs> I think yeah. it's hilarious, like how creative they have to get. Um... Yeah, exactly. And that to me, that's super fun to see how they like skirt around like certain named fairy tales and stuff. Um, it it's super fun. And then like I I think I got like a ginger brute, which is like a yoked up gingerbread man. Yeah. And um, I I I love the fairy tale aspect of it, which is like I'm excited for more like regular old sets of magic coming out you know i think that's it It was like i didn't realize how much like i missed it basically because if you think about the last sets that have come out last one was commander masters which kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth then it was lord of the rings whichever like we loved of course like lord of the rings is fucking sick but it's also not necessarily like magic or magic characters you know what i mean so it's like oh you're you're excited for a different reason and then before that it was like remember march of the machines aftermath that like no one no one bought yeah it was only like 36 cards total um or 50 that was that i think since we started playing that probably had to be the wackest set yeah i didn't buy any so (laughs) that was the first first one since we started playing that i didn't buy anything from and the next set that he's not going to buy is going to be doctor who yeah yeah probably (laughs) yeah i just don't care about doctor who um which is it's fine you know it's like i look at those sets you know things like doctor who and warhammer and lord of the rings the cool part about it is it gets people who weren't playing magic into playing magic i mean i'm a perfect example the the reason i got into magic the gathering was because of the warhammer commander decks and now i found this new hobby that i really enjoy and so 
like it it's it's good for the company and it's good for the player base which is exciting so even though i'm not going to maybe buy any i might buy a couple single cards if they work in decks that i have or whatever but that's okay i'm okay with that because it'll bring new people in and it'll... They, they need to start expanding it to like fandoms that they haven't touched at all like sports like oh here's a, the football team stuff oh here's the 49er ones like, yeah, oh god i don't know enough about sports to start naming players but yeah here's the curry whatever his first Steph name curry. Yeah. yeah like his card or whatever you know you know what's funny is so in there's a secret layer out right now which are like these limited edition magic drops um that are baseball cards of of popular magic the gathering characters so there's like chandra who's like this pyromancer planeswalker and she's like she's like got fire fireballs like she's gonna pitch it kind of thing See, they're already it's, flirting with the idea it's yeah. gonna happen like yeah it's gonna be like like the magic the gathering new tops baseball yeah. card set absolutely <laughs> come with bubble gum in the packs they're fucking sick yeah see they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fucking do it for sure yep 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 or just like bands i don't know like they start putting hipster bands like oh you've yeah. never heard of this well, they are, they've already done post malone so yeah know, see there you go they could do it oh actually like a 90s a 90s gangster rap set would be fun yeah, nwa <laughs> <laughs> I guess they can't do fuck the police, right? Anybody would be like fuck the knights or whatever. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they'd put fuck on a magic card. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, actually, that reminded me. I do want to say the one of the cards I thought was hilarious. How they were trying to get away from certain characters was for Snow White. Um, for oh, she's a witch. What was the villain in Snow White? Yeah, the the yeah the bad queen, evil queen, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So instead of whatever her name was, it said conceited witch, and it was her in front of the mirror, in front of the, the mirror, mirror like yeah, it was uh, you know, it was the first of them all. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, let us know down in the comments uh, if you're into Magic the Gathering and if you're excited about Wilds of Eldraine. Uh, let us know if you pulled any cool cards out of your packs, and uh, also let us know if you're excited for Doctor Who. If you're a Doctor Who fan out there, I know we shit on it most of the time on this podcast because I hate it so much. But if you're excited about the set, are you going to pick up some packs for that? Maybe learn how to play Magic. We'd love to hear from you guys down in the comments. It helps us out. helps people find us on the old YouTubes and whatnot. So thank you for liking and subscribing. Um, hit, hitting up the Patreon, Nerds of Friends podcast.com. All the infos there. Christian. It's good to be back in cheap magic territory. <laughs> and it's not even cheap, it's just regular price. Regular price, yeah. Regular $100 a box of cardboard. To all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you. Good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment 
action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 